0: Welcome to the WIDA Connect podcast series where we will explore all the hot topics affecting the equipment dealer industry. From industry news, government affairs, and manufacturer relations to business best practices, technology, and marketing for equipment dealers. Brought to you by the Western Equipment Dealers Association, here to advocate, elevate, and educate. And now, let's connect. Hello again, everyone. This is Mike Kramer, Western Equipment Dealers Association. In a previous podcast, Association CEO John Schmeiser briefly discussed a recent WIDA survey about the state of workforce development. John is back with me today to look at some of the key findings in the survey. John, hello.
1: Hey, Mike. I really appreciate the time to talk about this very important survey.
0: Glad to have you with us. For background the association conducted the survey in November of 2020. The select group of dealers who responded to own and operate nearly 550 dealerships in the U.S. and Canada. That's a big number, and the survey produced some big results. John, what were some of the key findings in the survey?
1: It was interesting uh, to to see these these comments that were coming uh, from our equipment dealers who participated in the survey, as well as the ratings that they had on each of the eleven questions that were asked in the survey. So, you know, once the survey was completed, we did a deep dive in trying to find some trends or some common themes uh, from in the comments and and the survey answers. So, I'll go through a number of key findings that that we did see, and first and foremost, recruiting is challenging. I don't think that's a surprise uh, to anyone, but we also found as a key finding that dealers aren't approaching recruiting or training in a strategic way. Bench strength was addressed, and we saw that improvements in bench strength is needed across all lines, all colors. We we learned that service managers are in high demand, not only in the short term, but also as a long-term need as well. And that parts managers were in demand more in the short term than in long term. We learned that dealership training, specifically focusing on leadership, is in very high demand. And that operational best practices was the second highest need of a skill for the management team. We learned that as dealers expand, finding capable general managers or store managers is a growing concern. I don't think anyone would disagree with the challenge that dealers have there. We learned that only one in five respondents stated that former manufacturer staff were a good source of talent for a dealership. That was very surprising. Surprising. We thought that number would be higher and certainly believe that number would be higher if we did this survey 20 years ago. We learned that only one quarter of the respondents said that they were doing enough training, but 50% stated that there was enough training resources available. I think dealers are not sourcing out training sources uh, as well as they need to be as part of that key finding. We saw that there was very low preferences for manufacturer or manufacturer-sponsored training. Dealers saw more value in doing in-house training or uh, hiring a third-party consulting firm we found that there is a huge discrepancy between the lines on the amount of annual dollars that were spent on training. Uh, Perhaps the most significant breakout by line came on what dealers of lines were saying that they were spending on training on an annual basis. Internal training is most common was a finding, but it was also viewed as perhaps not the best training for a manager. That was very interesting as well. We found that personal recruitment and networking is the most preferred approach to recruitment to fill open spots. So not uh, a search firm or not internal human resources departments, personal recruitment and networking was at the top of the list. We saw that there was a strong consensus that more investments and in training needed to be made, uh, but we couldn't really figure out why that wasn't being done. And we're going to be doing more work on that to drill down a little bit deeper on that key finding. We learned that most current managers are not qualified to be trained to be able to perform at the next level. That was quite surprising, quite frankly. We also learned that there's a lot of staff out there that don't want the responsibility of managing others or want to be trained. We assume that people want to advance their careers within the dealership, the business that they're working. That's not always the case. Um, No surprise to anyone, a key finding was that our legacy issues continue. We have techs becoming shop foremen and then becoming service managers or parts counter people becoming parts managers and sales people becoming sales managers or ultimately store managers. And in a lot of cases, these individuals don't transition well to mid or senior level management roles. Uh, We learned that service manager role is the most challenging role in the organization and the most difficult to fill effectively. So there is a need, but it's also extremely difficult to fill that with the right person or the properly trained person. No surprise, we learned that precision ag roles continue to be very tough positions to fill within the dealership. And we had lots of negative comments about recruiting employees from manufacturers. Uh, This perhaps was surprising, and our dealers did not hold back on this question, where they felt that uh, an employee that used to work at a manufacturer was bringing a manufacturer's mindset to the dealership, and that proved problematic at times. Uh, One of our findings was that dealers feel that they need to do more, they need to do some strategic planning, they need a better plan, they need to develop a plan. Uh, but that there was very little strategy except to fill a hole when it became open and that it was be- becoming harder and harder today. So, Mike, one of the most interesting things about these key findings when we shared them you know, uh, with the dealers that participated in the study, when we shared them with the industry, some of the feedback was there wasn't a lot of comments uh, that were saying, this is new to us most of the comments we were getting is this is no surprise, but I guess the one that really, really sticks out to me on this key finding is the assumption that people want to be trained and that people want to advance their career within the dealership. So when we shared that key fa- key finding, it did raise some eyebrows with uh, with a lot of people in the industry.
0: I'm sure it did. John, before we continue, I just want to remind everyone that the survey results, the things you've just been talking about, even previous podcasts are available at equipmentdealermagaine dot com that's equipmentdealermagaine dot com It's a great resource for weed information survey included as well as his podcast. Moving along, you indicated the survey revealed what you described as pain in some of the dealers' comments. What are some examples and what do you think they revealed?
1: Well, the first thing I'm going to reference to pain is, is what I just talked about. Where, you know, a realization that most managers are not qualified to train. You know, people that report to them. There are fewer and fewer employees who want the responsibility of managing others. You know, like their co-workers, uh, or that current employees currently like their style, they like their their current lifestyle, their free time, and they're not all that enthused about moving into a management position because it may infringe on their lifestyle. They're just not compelled to make that move that requires a stronger commitment to the dealership to the organization. And this is especially true with younger employees, the the Gen Xers out there, they have a different approach to their career path and you know, it's taking away a belief that everybody in our dealership wants to move up the corporate ladder, and that is just not the case. So that's a pain point coming to that realization, because the dealer is looking internally about how people can fill management roles as they grow, and it's forcing them to look externally as well too. Another pain point that's coming out of this is a realization that they just have to do things differently. Now, how they addressed recruitment and retention in the past just may no longer be valid. They have to approach this strategically now. And part of that comes from the realization that they have to view training as an investment and not an expense. This has become an area where our dealer institute, we have the ability to show a dealer how they can get a return on their training investment, a real return of growth. To the dealership, based on properly trained people, better business practices in place, and uh, an organization that's looking towards the future—you know—with a strong vision and growth—and ultimately, our stats can show how this investment training will help with increased
0: profitability. You know, John, uh, in the previous po- podcast, you also mentioned something about uh, about. The Dealer Institute and Association Performance Groups is training resources. Now, obviously, and you've alluded to it, uh, training does cost money. But w- what is your what are your thoughts on the, on the cost of training for dealerships? You mentioned they should look at it as an investment. Um, but look at it beyond today, next week, or even a year from now.
1: So when I look back at our most recent cost of doing business study, where we're getting input from dealers right across North America, dealers on average are spending about $32,000 a year on training. Now, we're assuming that $32,000 is being spent on product training required by the manufacturers. So when we asked the question of what annual investment is your dealership making on training, we had three categories. Below $100,000, $100,000 to $250,000, and over $250,000 were the three choices. So 53% of our dealers who responded to the survey we're spending less than $100,000 annually on training, so that coincides, you know, with what we saw in our cost of doing business study at $32,000 as an industry average. But we also had 26% of dealers that were spending over $250,000, and if we break this out on a line by line basis, it is striking. It really tells an interesting story where, you know, dealers of some lines are investing heavily in training. Well, on some other lines, it's very, very low. So, looking forward, I think this is an area where dealers are going to have to make substantial investments if they wish, you know, if they wish to survive in the business, let alone thrive in the future. And I think we have to get to a point where training is viewed as an investment right across the board, and that the norm in the industry becomes an annual investment in training dollars above two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on an annual basis. Okay. And really, Mike, I. I I have to close with this comment that came from a very wise dealer. Once he shared with me that his perspective is on training. He said he knows that you know, dealers are worried that if they train their people, they may leave. But his concern was if he didn't train his people, they may stay. Wow.
0: I, I, that's, a, that's a fabulous comment. Um Information about the Dealer Institute and, of course, the association performance group. So all of that's available at westerneda.com. And you can also read articles from Dealer Institute trainers at equipmentdealermagazine.com. That's equipmentdealermagazine.com. I'd suggest you do it. I don't know if they have anything in there. It's comments as strong as that one, but they have some terrific articles. In the final segment of WIDA's three-part podcast on the State of Workforce Development Survey, John will discuss additional key findings in that survey. My thanks to CEO John Schmeiser and our thanks to the dealers who participated in the survey and to those who listened to these podcasts. Thank you, John. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me. For John Schmeiser, I'm Mike Kramer. Thanks for listening. This has been to Connect. If you have a question, would like to suggest future topics, or just tell us what you think about the show, we'd love to hear from you. Visit us at westerneda.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to to Connect on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Until next time.